Can you hear me? Yeah. You guys are on? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, oh, and nice, man. We're just super quiet. Yeah, I think Matt turns them all the way down for you. So they're usually, usually blasting. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, I just swiftly hit it with like a one power yeah. turn. One that power. it worked. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So what's going on this week, boys? How y'all no, I'm just yawning before we do this podcast. Good day. You are <laughs> listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted starring the Ted Star- the uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb Ha-ha! the podcast starts you better wear a helmet now the podcast episode 253 what's up it's your boy the Ted Smith will be host of this year podcast the greatest podcast in all the land all the land uh to the left of me actually to the right of me he's always here unless he's somewhere in southeast asia on two wheels he goes by the name of Cobb Cobb what's going on the Nikai dropped three and a half points today traders there fuming over unemployment numbers released by the government in the land of the rising sun closer to home the bad boys of summer were blessed with 74 degrees which sent share prices climbing a rebound of trading range up nearly four percent with Ted's shirtless Sunday soaking up the sun Cobb rocking sandals and Matt seeing no need for sleeves will the boys get burned or is summer here to stay Whew. i have thoughts we'll get back to that all right back down the wheels of steel getting the whole studio set up even getting i like that you get the red cups back yeah uh, matt common the producer Ow. mctp what's up matt hey ted how you doing man great i'm enjoying the weather i was just thinking if people know that Cobb and i always high five during the intro and i'm all, i'm curious if the mics pick it up i never think to listen back to that but oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> might be kind of a fun little uh, Easter egg for the listeners in future casts. Cobb and I high-five somewhere like three feet off the, off a mic <laughs> while the intro's playing. Yeah, my mic's probably closest, but I'm sitting in front of it. Yeah, right. true. Just a little way to get hyped, you know, yeah. as we roll into the show. It's fun. It's bring an the energy. high-five. Bring that 2019 energy. Cobb brings it. I just kind of stand there and put my, five, my hand up. <laughs> he gets like a running start from the other side. What do you, what do you draw the line on of like... Not wanting to be a party pooper, but wanting to be honest with somebody. About well, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm just asking. We put, we both perked up. Like you had my attention. Now you have my interest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's bothering you, I feel like you should say something and about it. What's, what's very, her name? Yeah. <laughs> what'd just, she do to you, man? I was just gonna say you got one more day of this, and it's gonna drop ten degrees. Ah. <laughs> oh. So I was like, oh, do I tell him? Do dude, I not tell him? Dude. Like, I'm not trying to be a party pooper, but also, like, we're still in mid-March, boys. People are going to be I know, listening it's literally to this winter. in the gray. Like, <laughs> cobs yeah. and flip-flops over there. Yeah, it's literally winter still. Yeah. So, what, 21st? I think, now, is it the 21st or tomorrow? The, the vernal 20th. equinox. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah 20th sounds about 20th, right. Yeah. I think. I yeah, know. I think it's going to be a super moon, too. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. 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 Winter, uh, winter grew on me this year. Like, that's so funny. I'm always the winter guy. I got a little. I was getting cold. It was cold. For it was sure. cold. It yeah. was a cold one. It was cold and clear though, which I'll take clear. Yeah. Over the yeah, rainy kind of mess. Yeah, it wasn't like super wet. And then we got snow, and there was a couple days where it was kind of crappy afterwards. But the snow was beautiful. I mean that that day we hung out where it snowed all like Friday night into Saturday, and that Saturday afternoon we were walking around the hill. I mean people were pumped. It was like a yeah. holiday. Yeah. It felt like a legit hol- like Christmas holiday. Yeah, it did. All the hipsters were out sledding. Ten hour walk around, went and grabbed some beers. Everyone was in a good mood in that bar too. Yeah, so Bills, like, did was it? So it was particularly more snowy and less rainy than most winters. Oh yeah, I would say so. That's yeah. what it kind of felt like too. So that might be yeah. skewing my perspective, but I just thought it was great winter. I when it got nice out on Sunday, there were so many goddamn people everywhere. Saturday too, and I was like, oh man, I kind of kind of like the winter size crowds where everybody stays indoors when you're just out and about and i uh i love the way my soda water stay cold they were like it was like hot when i opened one the other day because i keep them in my car and i was like oh man forgot about this summertime soda water yeah you do forget about little things and that's one thing right like i was gonna talk about this seattle's insane like i'm not gonna say who but somebody on one of my social feeds last night was like i turned on my air conditioner and i was like easy now <laughs> easy Right? Like, if you're hot now, what are you going to do when it's 90 and, and, and <laughs> rain and smoke all over the city? You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is funny, dude. It got warmer out, but the AC kicks out in here. These studios That's what I was about to say. I'm putting on my, uh, my down jacket right now. I'm like, yeah, it's shorts were not the move for the cast. Don't worry, I brought pants with me, too. I will say, the, I, I love this weather, but, man, the allergies came back strong. Oh, yeah. Really? 
I yeah, don't get like allergies. La- oh, Thank God. Man. Last night was miserable for me. Like I kept waking up. It seemed like every half an hour. I'm sure it wasn't. But just like sneezing and then just like a running. And it's not wow. like you have a cold. So you don't feel that bad. But like my eyes itch and like it's just constant. Can I ask you this? And I'm not I'm not uh, undercutting the the allergy. But when was the last time you vacuumed? And have you considered an air purifier? Uh, probably been two weeks since I vacuumed. And one, then an air purifier. Yeah, one thing I don't I, have one. One thing I noticed, I don't either, but one thing I noticed is like in my old bedroom on East Lake, I was like coughing and having a bunch of issues, you know, my nose and stuff. And then when I would vacuum, like for the next like week, I felt great. And then it would build back up. And it was an older building, kind of like yours, old carpet, you know, been in there a while. So, yeah, but I mean, I just get seasonal allergies as is. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was so, saying. But, and it's not like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's bad. Like, it started Saturday. Like, as soon as it got sunny out, I was just like, Saturday, I was rubbing my eyes, and I was like, uh-oh. Is it pollen, or what do you, what do you get? I guess it's the pollen. Because, I mean, on Sunday, you could see, like, a little film of it on the cars yep. in front of my yeah. place, you know? And then there's, like, cherry trees right in front of my building, or cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. It's, Those are blooming already. Yeah. Really? That's what I'm saying. This t- like, I saw like, some up by- uh, Is the UW going already? I don't know about UW. Mm-hmm. I saw some over by Golden Gardens by the top of the staircase on 85th. Damn, that's early. Because last week, Mike Hawk and I were talking about allergies, and he goes, oh, man, yeah, like sometimes you get it brutal. And I was like, yeah, there's like two weeks in the spring and two weeks in the fall where it sucks. And then I was talking about, like, I don't feel bad, but it just, you know what I mean? It looks like I have a cold, like I'm sneezing the whole day. And he goes, yeah, I always ask you if you're sick. And you're like, no. So I came in on Monday. He goes, you look sick. And I was like, God damn it, Mike. You should know better. You should know. And he's like, I'm just messing with you. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Uh. Anyhow, yeah, so my, my old friend, uh, allergies, is back. But, yeah, I'll still take 70 degrees and a little sweat over that. Oh, dude, totally. I yeah. Mean, Seattle is crazy, though, man. I mean, it wasn't even, like, what, two or three weeks ago we had snow on the ground, and people were like, oh, my God. And then, right, people we had are like, tur- eight, like eight inches of snow on the ground. People are take, people are wearing shorts already. Cough showed up in his shorts. I was like, for real? Are you serious, mister? I'm always cold. I had a tank top on earlier today. It was beautiful. I will say, it gets hot in your shop. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, is some direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just those, you know, those, whatever, those single pane glass windows. Like, they don't, they're not a thermoregulator, you know? It's Speaking of, I've had a couple glass. more listeners come out of the shop and say, what's up? It's tight. Oh, nice. Oh, well, what up, y'all? Thank you. Yeah, it was dope. Hooked them up. <laughs> <laughs> Hooked them up with the goods. That's kind of the new thing. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, but I'm I mean, like the dope man. <laughs> right? I get fired up. I start hooking people up at the store. Like, easy fella. Dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I swear it. Yeah, Ted, Ted like, was hopped behind the desk uh, on Sunday. So Sunday, like, we were cruising through, just doing our thing. A lot of people coming through. And uh, I du- there's two levels to this shop. So there's, like, upstairs and a downstairs. So I'm in the upstairs, like, working with something, whatever. This, like, I, I don't know how I ended this story. I'm like, this very attractive mom, Mexican mom, comes in. I won't say her name. We have it in our customer database, Ted, for what's worth. And uh, Ted just goes right into like retail sales mode. She's like, hey, what's up? Welcome in. Yeah, come on up. This so we got this, this. And then she starts asking him questions, and I can kind of overhear it. And she asks him a question I know he doesn't know the answer to. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, I kind of just like, he doesn't even work here. He's like, talk to me. <laughs> he said he doesn't me. actually work here. Yeah, and then I was like, he didn't go to popcorn college. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then she was talking about what she couldn't eat. So yeah. then I was telling her about the cauliflower pizza, and then that <laughs> night I went home and cooked one. That's I was like, boys, I'm living this lifestyle. I'm not just in there talking trash. Ah, mom. <laughs> dude, and then another point, he's like, dude, he was making commentary <laughs> the whole day. Another point, there was like three cougars in there, and they were talking about going on a ferry ride, and he's like, hey, <laughs> get you some Uli sausage. <laughs> yeah. We do a show in town. We have a sausage on the ferry. And you can see there's like, what? Like, it was guy. awesome, dude. He was just spitting game from back there. <laughs> That's really funny. Game, dude. It was awesome. Especially with the safety of the desk between you and them, like all of a sudden, you know, no, nervous Ted Smith came alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just easy, man. They're coming into your like somehow it's you're like already in the power position. Yeah, it's you're like already being a bartender. Court. T- totally, hundred yeah. percent. That's how it was at the hookah lounge too. Like you have all the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that shop's gonna be great for everybody, especially for me. <laughs> <laughs> no Remember the code word is pisco sours. I'm gonna go get a pisco sour with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. It's got me thinking about summertime because of this weather. Did you guys see they announced the a, a new Woodstock? Because it's like two the of them. Fiftieth anniversary Woodstock. Yep. Is it in Woodstock, New York? 
So it's going to be in uh, Walker's Glen, where they have like the race. So it's not going to be on the same farm, which you couldn't. I don't think physically you could do again. Yeah, the same farm that they had the original Woodstock. They're having something there with like an older. It's like Santana's on it, and like older people. There's two woodshed ce- or Woodstock celebrations for the 50th year. There's a big one called Woodstock, and then there's another one right. at the original site. So this one, the original guys on that it. I'm talking about is Woodstock 50 at Walkins Glen, right? Okay, it's uh, it's in August. We in theory, we could go. The dates work. But. Uh, Anybody good plan? What's that? Anybody good plan? Dude, it's pretty ridiculous. Day really? one, Friday, you have the Killers, Miley Cyrus, and then yeah. Santana, the Lumineers, Tours, Robert Plant, Ooh. Uh, John Fogarty, Run the Jewels. Run. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, they live too. I've seen them twice. Yeah, Bishop Briggs is in there. I know her. There's a few other. Does uh, that, doesn't Manly really like her? Yeah. Okay. And then day two is Dead and Company, Chance the Rapper, which I like, Black Keys, I really like, Sturgill Simpson. Good. He's good live. Greta Van Fleet, uh, Portugal the Man. Damn, I like them live too. Dude, honestly, their back catalog is really good. AC turned me on to it. Nako's playing on day two. Day, what? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And then uh, the last day, the headliners are... Jay-Z, Imagine Dragons, Halsey, Cage the Elephant, Belinda Carlisle. Jesus. Uh, Young the Giant, Common, Vince Staples. They bring the heat on Sunday, huh? Dude, that's all I was like. I was like, I'm not going to go to that, but I was like, that's a pretty. That honestly awesome sounds lineup. like the Austin City Limits lineup from last year. Save like two artists. Chance really? was there, Run the Jewels were there, uh, Jay-Z was there, Portugal the Man was there. Um, I don't remember who, who else you said. Halsey wasn't there. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Pretty good. But I go back and forth on that because remember when they redid Woodstock in like 99 or something? Oh, yeah. It was just like a nightmare. Uh huh. Here's what I wonder. Okay. You know, you guys know some New Yorkers, right? Yeah. So the one thing I've always noticed about New Yorkers is if it didn't happen in New York, it didn't happen. Like all oh, they, yeah. they just only like to talk about New York. Like, oh, well, in Brooklyn. Oh, well, in Bedstuy. This, <laughs> this, this. On and on and on and on. It's weird. And they, it's almost like they take credit for everything that's ever happened in the city, despite the fact that they've only lived there for six years. So what I wonder about is, was Woodstock truly that cool, or is it the only time that like West Coast hippie power flavor touched the East Coast, they had a taste of it, and they haven't been able to shut up about it and became a <laughs> pop culture phenomenon? Well, I will say one of the guys that like ran the first one, he talks about how he's met millions of people that talk. He's like, everybody I meet's like, yeah, I was there. And it's like, there, there's no chance you were. There wasn't physically that many people there. Uh. <laughs> right. So I'm I, saying like the echo chamber of being cool by association. Yeah. It was almost an accident that it even happened that big. You know what I mean? Like, it, and then when you hear about it, like some of the stories of the first Woodstock are horrible. Yeah. Like it was, it was a nightmare getting in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like. I think Woodstock culture, man, that's a good point. I don't know. You know, I think, I think the Monterey Pop Festival would have that, but that's also where uh, people end up getting killed by uh, uh, the security, who I'm pretty sure was, was an MC, and that's almost like the death of the hippie culture. So I think there would have been other festivals that would have been as popular, but Woodstock was the one where like it was super cool, like nothing really bad happened. Well, I also wonder, too, since all the big papers were in New York, you know, the Village Voice and New York Times and all that, if they also got the coverage. Same with sports. You have the West, East Coast bias. Mm. You know what I mean? That is true. And I never thought that was until I moved to the West Coast. The East Coast bias on sports is 100% so, true. So real. And that's in 2019. Look at, like, in whatever this was, you know, the 60s, like, you're not having media just moved easily between the two coasts. Yeah. So I don't know. I like I that take, theory, though. I take meltdown. <laughs> yeah no, you know and, what i'm saying and part of it too is like uh what was i gonna say it is like the east coast bias for sports is just time wise like i get why husky fans when they're having a good year in football get pissed off of like like 7 p.m starts on a saturday are fun right you're you're on pac 12 network for that's us a, that's a great tailgate right but like on the east coast nobody sees your team play mm-hmm. you know what i mean like at my cousin dan's wedding i remember the huskies had a big friday night game but it's like one thirty in the bar. The game's not even over yet. Like, right? Like nobody sees them play. Yeah, and yeah, I think a lot of it's the the time difference, and then some of it is that whole if it didn't happen in New York, it didn't happen. I mean, East Coast fans just tend to be a little more 
ruthless and intense about their team versus West Coast. It's like, ah, we got other cool stuff to do, too. Right. Well, I mean, that's always the problem, too, with the West Coast is people, we just have. Look at San Diego. Right. All right. Look, Orange County, right? I'm stealing this from Cowan Cowherd, but he said this for years, and I never got it until I went to Orange County. He's like, it's hard to have pro teams in L.A., because there's the beach. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as much as, like, a lot of those East Coast cities, right? Like, if you're in Boston, New York, Buffalo. even D.C., like, but, like, right? Like, there's, it's horrible in the late fall and the winter times. Yeah, what are you going to go do in Buffalo? So, all you have is these sports. So, you held on to them for so much because you don't want to go outside. But, I mean, I think most people, if I said, hey, do you want to finish the second half of this game? Or do you want to go watch the sunset on the beach, you know, in Laguna? Like, I, I'm going to go watch that sunset in Laguna. Yeah, attractive girls rollerblading. You're eating ice cream. Come on. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sorry, but I don't really care about the I Chargers. Did, I grew up in L.A. and like during an exciting sports time, I mean, Wayne Gretzky was playing for the Kings and Kobe and Shaq were together for the Lakers. And probably over half my friends just didn't give a shit about any sports. Yeah. yeah I feel like up here, I mean, especially I came in like after like – in 2000, so the Seahawks became good with Alexander and Hasselbeck and all those guys, Walter Jones, shout out. So we, I, but like the rabidness about even the Mariners, like, is more than I ever saw for some of those teams. It's just crazy, the the comparison. For, you should see the Sox, From man. the weather. Yeah. Can't imagine the East Coast. It's insanity. It is. It's complete insanity. And it's so funny, too, because the Northeast is so pro sports heavy. College hoops, Sure. But, like, college football really doesn't thrive in the Northeast. I mean, I would make the argument that Boston College probably has the best program. Yeah. Right? Because in New York City. And it's si- not that great. No, but, right, like, in New York City, it's not like like St. John's and like stuff. Columbia's not putting up numbers. No, like, there's schools that are good in basketball, you Syracuse, know. Syracuse, you know. So, all right, Syracuse is a decent. is decent, decent, but, yeah. Right. For and then football, I was going to say, it's not like, probably worse. Like, like in Maryland football, like, people care more about the Redskins or this or that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really get good football until you get down to like Virginia or the Carolinas. Right, and then you get down to the South where they have a lack of pro franchises and college is king. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like cities like that, man, that's just ruled by the college. Like Columbus, Ohio, you know, Buckeye City. And you got like Ann Arbor, like University of Michigan, Austin, Texas, UT. Like I love when like college is king. I don't know why, but it's just like a fun energy versus like, I don't know, pro sports always seems so – for profit for me. It seems so business when, driven where like the colleges, of course, they make a ton of money in the NCAA and the whole thing is messed up. But it seems a little bit more pure when everyone's pulling for the local college. When you were in Texas, did you ever get to a high school football game? No, but the I almost swore again. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but the effing stadium near my house was ridiculous. It was like, okay, um, for people from the the area, <clears throat> excuse me, if you were to take Oh, so in Seattle, they used to play at uh, Memorial Stadium, right, underneath the Space Needle. So there was a stadium probably twice, two and a half times that size for high school. And Austin is not even like a big football area. Like in Dallas, they have like 12, 14,000 person stadiums. I believe there's a 33,000 person stadium. There's like a 30,000 seat stadium for high school football. It's real down there. That's a cool sports bucket list item. To yeah, like get down a high there school game for playoff game or even just regular game. Just Dude, the guy to- I was living with, yeah, I brought it up a couple times to go to one. He he's not into sports at all. But yeah, I'm with you. Heavy cool man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, last time or not the last time, but two years ago, I went back east and watched a high school football game at, or a basketball game at Damatha. The other funny thing is you kind of forget for high school football or at least high school basketball, like these games go quick. Like it's not on TV. Right, and then it's like the quarters yeah. are quick. Like there's just not as much stoppage. I was like, oh yeah, like we're gonna be in and out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. I would have to think some of those high schools too in 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 Texas, like like there's an alumni lounge in the basketball like facility for oh. Dematha, right? So like I popped in there and had a had a couple cold ones before the game. Like I would imagine, <laughs> like the high school football is that big. There's got to be like a. Oh, yeah. You give money to the high school or whatever. So I was about to say, when those boosters are dropping oil money, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they got club level. (laughs) And they're like handing kids cash in the parking lot and stuff. Like, I don't know why, but I I love that (laughs) shit. Yeah, I've always joked that I wanted to be rich enough one day to be a booster and hand out $100 (laughs) bills and envelopes. Like, great sack today, son. (laughs) Get that paper. Yeah. But now I feel like it's, it's crazy. 
That stuff you with could the Hollywood. That, What's that? I don't think you could do that, man. What if you end up bringing a great athlete's career down like ten years after the fact? They're taking that Heisman back. We're living back. in the age of scandals. Pfft, at least he'll get some. You'd be the money, money man on that. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. I mean, if, generally, if you're getting money to be a college athlete, like you're probably gonna have a pro career at some point. And oh, if not, sure. at least you made some money on the side. Yeah, like, but that's look, are we ever gonna forget that the Fab Five were in the Final Four? Or that Chris Weber called that timeout against Carolina that didn't have. Not, yeah, in the corner. Right, so you can take oh. down the banners. We all know they were there. It's even Well, like, the thing is, so this generation knows. But what about, like, you know, as time as time, time marches on, as they say. And the thing is, like, Reggie Bush's name is not on that trophy. Yeah, but if you're an SC fan, I don't care how old you are. You know who Reggie Bush is. That, here's my other issue, too. Is that, like, at some point for colleges, like, like I, I, I don't know that you have to recruit. Like give up all those wins. Yeah, I'm with. I think it's insane. You know what I mean? If you're one of those, if you're a psycho idiot coaching little league baseball and the 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 league is 13 and under, and you've got a 14 or 15 year old in there, all right. First of all, you're a jackass. You need something more important to do in your life. But number two is like, yeah, take those victories away. Give the other kids a trophy. You know, I also think college athletes should be paid. I mean, so do I. Seeing it firsthand, it is a full time job, especially when they play football or basketball. Full time. Yeah. Every hour of their day is is charted by the by the school you know i mean right, because you're, you got a you got a football coach in there demanding that you practice at the schedule of an nfl team but yet you're still supposed to go to school yeah and then you have mandatory tutor hours so you're not getting in trouble so like you'd have like three hours of tutoring each day your meals are scheduled by color like it's yeah it's real man you have no i mean i lived with tenant you know and like no free time do you think there's a chance that guys will ever start skipping college to go play in like the AAF or like the XFL, make some money, and then go to the NFL? Um, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean the, the the one thing I will say with basketball, it's not quite as much, but the size thing, like there is just there's a very real difference between an NFL professional football player and an NCAA college player, and. That size, I think in basketball, it doesn't hurt you as much. You have the height, but oftentimes you already have your height, but also you can shoot from the outside and stuff. You can put moves on people with speed. But in the NFL, man, like everybody's fast, everybody's big. And just, I mean, you can tell just when you see the, you know, like I've played a lot of sports. You can tell when you see the players, you're like, that guy's that guy's a professional athlete. And even in yeah. college, you can almost tell who's going pro. I, I can't say you can tell who's going pro by looking at them, but by like the way they move and like just how like – I don't know how tight, like how tight they cut corners and stuff. Like, you can more or less tell the way guys throw their weight around. So, do I think it'll happen? Yeah. Do I think it will totally upend the college system? No, I do not. Uh, yeah. There's like uh, there's a guy that plays for the Miami Dolphins, right? Cameron Rake, uh, Wake. I knew him uh, as Derek when he went to Dematha, right? But he was one of those guys. He still changed his name. I think Derek was like his middle name or something. So when he got to college, oh, okay. he just went to or Cameron. I guess he went, I don't know. We always called him Derek. He played at Penn State. Then he got in the league, and he, he goes by uh, by Cameron. Okay. So, but real name. But either way, he was one of those guys that physically, even at the math, it was like, he's going. That's what I'm saying. You like, can just. You, and there was a lot of big athletes that yeah. went to big schools from the math every year. But like. With Wake, you could tell. Yeah, you he's go. He's going. just on another level, and it's that's what I'm saying. You can tell kind of by how they look, definitely by how they move, and just like that extra little power, that extra thickness too with NFL guys. Yeah. You All right. What, what do you think about? Uh, so a lot of people, I've always, I, I mean, look, I think you should pay them. I, I do understand it's tough because you can't pay all the college athletes because some of them don't generate revenue. Yeah, no one's going to swim meets. Yeah, right. And you were a swimmer. Yeah. In college. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Not a lot of fans out there. So I don't know if you just pay the top sports. I like the incentive later plan. So like if you if you come and you leave after a year, you get like I don't know ten twenty G's. It basically, like you stay four years, we'll give you a hundred G's. So well, at least they, you're they sort of do with the scholarship, is what they say. I'm putting up air quotes yeah, for people who can't see, but I think that you know I'm I'm about selling jerseys, frankly. All right, so Dick Vitale the other day had a good idea that I liked. He's like, well, why can't the players use their sponsorships? Like, they're already doing it. Coaches get millions of dollars besides their contracts to wear Nike. So, like, sorry, if Zion's wearing Nike, like, why shouldn't he get some of the Nike cut? Yeah, some Nike money. And then also if they're selling, you know, 50000 of his jersey and it's because he's funny on Twitter and is a good athlete, like, I feel like you should get a cut of that, you know? Did you see the NCAA put out a video where it was like, a student athlete's life, a day in the life. 
and it's like 30 seconds on Twitter, and it's like uh-huh. the dude, like he's just like up out of bed, he's at class, and he's like laughing with his friends, and he's at a practice, and like all these other athletes are just like, what about the morning workout? What about film session? He had uh-huh. time to dance. I never had time to dance uh-huh. when I was a student. Yeah, athlete. exactly. They just got the, raked the, over the coals. The NCAA's case, I mean, they're they're on a a receding island in terms of like the ground they have to stand on. I mean, it's just getting more and more ridiculous. Well, besides just what they do with the athletes, like college just itself, there's no reason the price of college has gone up that high, except they can. Yep, totally. I mean, because it's a ticket just to like white collar work in the U.S. now. It, like ticket is not even the right word. It's like the the um, um, the 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 bar to even be considered in a lot of jobs. And it's, it's absurd, man. Like it, college is a real racket at this point in the U S and I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying go either way. Just understand what you're getting into. But yeah, it's, it's, it's insane, man. I'm with you. Yeah. And I, it took me wrong. I think universities are great. I think a lot of people want to have higher learning or want to go be a doctor or a lawyer. Like they need those things. But like, I didn't go to a four year school. And then I know a lot of people in their adult life that frankly have wasted money on some, university they never stepped foot in and like all right now you have that degree how is that going to help you get a job oh yeah or a lot of <clears throat> we're seeing it now with a uh, graduate school inflation actually so i feel like i come across weirdly a ton of people who have a graduate degree in entrepreneurship and have no idea what they're doing and i'm just like okay mm-hmm. cool like how much is that piece of paper wow. helping you out out here in the streets you know yeah like you just I, i'm sorry like with entrepreneurship specifically like some things just can't be taught kind of like art i mean you can teach the basics like yeah here's a paintbrush here's how you do these types of art but ultimately you got to create something yourself but then yeah with graduate school inflation so many people just have to go to get that degree to either get a pay raise which a lot of my accounting friends did they'll go get a masters in accounting which doesn't you know do a lot or um, people will just do it cuz they don't know what to do next yeah you know what i mean and so you see just like a massive number of people with master's degrees and doctorates that are not masters, one, and like shouldn't be considered doctors. You know what I mean? Like just based on their knowledge of the subject matter, in my opinion. Like I feel like I meet a lot of people who would not qualify as someone I would call a master. Yeah. I think the same thing about leadership. I'm always I'm taking a leadership class. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're probably already behind the eight ball. I do think people over time can learn to be better leaders and this and that, but I, I just think that's an innate quality that not everybody has, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't be a leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's not how stuff gets yeah. done. Follow you know, the right people. Right. There's, there's a reason there's, there's ranks in the military. If, everybody, you know, if everybody's a sergeant, well, then who's going who's gonna to do the work? Well, dude, and yeah, the sergeant does the work. Sorry, I don't mean to offend any military people. Yeah, dude, and it's programmed so deep into our DNA in terms of just constructing ourselves within competence hierarchies. That, like, there's no getting around that. Like, chimps, apes, like primates, they all use dominance hierarchies that are based not only on power, speed, agility, but also on social skills and cohesiveness with the rest of the herd. And we are naturally are selecting leaders for hunting parties or for, you know, the tribe or whatever. Like, I mean, it, there is no way of getting around it. Even like that, um, that psychologist has become famous. Jordan Peterson talks a lot about that with lobsters. Like, it, I mean, dominance hierarchies are everywhere. And your only real hope is that they're based on competence. And if you're really good at something and like, yeah, leaders are kind of natural. Like it has to do with a whole host of factors, testosterone, size, speed, competence, intelligence, social cohesiveness. Like, I mean, there's no getting around that. And you can't, some things you can't really teach. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the leader just knows when to say something and when not to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And usually emotional stability is a big component as well. You know what I mean? Like in sports, you see it all the time. Like the captain, we were talking about some goalie getting kicked out or something. Oh, he wouldn't come out of the game. Oh, he wouldn't yeah, come out of the game. a couple weeks ago. Chelsea, yeah, yeah, during that League Cup, right. And we were saying, like, you're the captain. Like, you're wearing the armband. You need to go over there and walk him off that field. Yep, and I hate oh. to use the term, but sometimes you just have to go over and be the big swinging dick and be like, look, man, here's where we are at. I represent the team. You need to walk off the field. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. the second coach out there. And, you know, but to do that, you have to have hand. You have to have the respect generated from being one of the hardest workers in practice, from keeping your cool under pressure, from performing well in game. You know what I mean? Like you have to have the backing. And it's, people don't like pledge their allegiance to you vocally, but you just know if some dudes, you know. Like, yeah, and most times like your leader or your captain of your team, like you're not going to that, – that's not going to be forged and when everything's going good, everybody's winning. Well, I, 
good, man. We're on an eight-game win streak. I bet everybody wants to give a f***ing speech, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Now, when you're on that eight-game losing speech, right, and that captain's got to get up after the coach leaves the room and try to fire the boys up, like, right, that's when he's going to earn this. And isn't it the worst when somebody, like when one of the worst players tries to give a speech <laughs> and everyone just eye rolls through the locker room? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been privy to that? It's Oh, man. Like, yeah. does, does Ronaldo, like, does Cristiano, does he wear the armband much? I don't know. Because he's easily the best player on the pitch, but I don't know that I'd ever, th- like... Yeah, it's not always the best player. No. But it's always a good player, and it's always, like, an emotional leader. You know, even times they're like, this is the emotional leader of this defense for football or whatever. I was, yeah, it's not based on being the best player. It's kind of, I think it's an all-around thing, plus a physical size and testosterone thing, plus a, an emotional stability thing. Like, there's many elements yeah, I was think I sometimes I think of myself as having some leadership qualities, but then I think about that goalie refusing to come out and like the idea of being the captain that has to go be like, "Come on, we're getting out of here." And it makes me cringe so hard. So I don't know how much of a leader I actually am. Naturally. Yeah, but I mean you already do it in certain <laughs> aspects, right? Like you're coaching people and stuff. So people already look up to I you. I definitely do help people through through mm-hmm. the the rough times and that. Yeah. And that's where I feel like I'm earning my keep. When somebody's showing up 3 times a week excited to be there, I'm just kind of, yeah, and then once I teach him good form, you know, and then it's like, yeah, I ba- feel like I'm not barely doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it depends on who you're around, too. Like, some areas you're going to be the dominant male who's running shit, and some areas you're not, and it depends on the other people in the room, too, you know? Yeah, exactly. They say that- you know, yeah, a good college, like, a, yeah, someone who was a captain in college might not be a captain in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And so, right. Yeah. It's so weird. And yeah. sometimes, too, like, you know, you've been on teams. Like, sometimes it's not going to be the captain. It's just going to be some random dude. Yeah. I got in a fight with a teammate once, and that was the only time I ever got in a fight, like, playing a sport. Because we were getting our butts whipped by our rival, like, JV football. And he kept talking S. And it's, like, the last few, like, you know, little kneel downs. So finally I just turned around and, like, grabbed him by the jib. It's like, shut the f*** up. Like, they just whooped our ass. Like, what are you doing, you know? He was like, talking smack to them? To yeah, the he was still oh talking trash to the team. Like, I thought shut you up. he was talking smack to the teammates. No. Like, guys. And that's how Ted became student body president. Senior class president. <laughs> and homecoming <laughs> king. <laughs> <laughs> Got real. Just a bunch of chimps in here. All right, one more quick question before we get to the emails. <laughs> Phrases. Now, a lot of times with phrases... Is that all you have written on your notebook is the word phrases? No, I have sayings. Old versus young, white versus everybody. Oh, okay. I shouldn't have have blasted you. I put white versus everybody because I feel like white people generally will take stuff from every other culture and just like beat the phrase to death. But is that just an age thing? Is every everybody in their... Let me me set the tone. Yeah, please do. Sorry. Saturday, having a beer out on the stoop, and this girl walks by and I hear her go... I don't know. I'm just kind of in one of those moods where I want to go do hood, sh- hood rat shit with my friends. Oh, God. I'm just like, Should have invited her in for a drink. <sighs> she didn't want to get that hood. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, is that's, that's my question. But she was like, I'd say somewhere between 20 and 25. So like maybe because she's younger, that's just what younger people do. Because then older people do it and, we're always, and older people are always late to it. Yeah. It is weird how... Well, that's a whole thing is how memes move through populations. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, like the one for me the most that killed me, and thank God it's kind of gone, It was, and I brought this up, was swag. Yeah. Ugh. Like if I'm sitting in a corporate meeting, tell me about swag. Like, no, no, we, we don't have swag. Yeah. Like that's not what this is about. <laughs> but yeah. like, we're not even using that term correctly in here. <laughs> well, dude, and you, you know, to use a term that you brought up on this cast, jumping the shark, I, I, I hate when I see like a word in mainstream culture. So like, or like, I don't know, there's, there's a certain point when like big advertising is using something that to me essentially announces the death of it. So like yeah. every once in a while now, someone will comment on my license plate. My license plate for people who don't know is Vibin, V-I-B-I-N. And I'll be like, yeah, like I just for what it's worth, I had it before it was cool. And the thing is, there's two songs out now that were like number one last summer that both use the word vibe and it's in a bunch of commercials you see on t shirts all the time. It's like, yeah, vibin' as a word, you know, it's time has passed. It's okay. But I'm still stuck with the stupid license plate. But so I, I know what you're saying, like timing, you know, memes, themes, uh, moments, cultural touch points move through populations. You know, both yeah, it's like it's like yeah, the, yeah I was gonna say it's like the term woke. Yeah, both uh, from the like, coast yeah, like inward I, and from the age upward. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I never really thought about it like that, but wait, so what's your question? What about phrases? No, so I mean that was just my question. Is it is it a is it a I don't know. Is it a I, I mean I you just kinda answered. Are we too old to be cool? Is that what you're saying? No. I'll still use some, but there's some I there's some I won't use. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm very particular about saying something's lit or calling people like the fam. Yeah. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't even like doing those things in a tongue in cheek way. Which is the only way that my brain actually thinks to use them. Well, yeah, and remember when you were younger and you would hear an older person use like a, a slang term, whatever, and it just like was like, yeah, it was like made you like yeah. almost physically cringe. I mean, I still use the word ratchet just because I love where it came from and it expresses. A I great still idea, like but. that term, but I learned it from black people. Like I yeah. learned it from I was dating, I dated a couple black chicks back in the day and I was like right before it became everywhere and now I hear white and girls it using a, it and I'm like that's and white girls are like oh look at I me cringe. I'm ratchet and yeah it's like that's it's a not good thing what, right that's not what that meant that was a terrible thing I'm so ratchet lol yeah. like, it's like ugh. bougie me and my buddy like in DC we use bougie yep. all the time which derivative of a French word bourgeois uh, the bourgeoisie <laughs> right but yeah I mean that's another one I'm like I hate that it's so popular granted dope song. All right, dope's one I use. Joe gives me hell all the time. He's like, I try to use dope, and it comes out wrong. Did, I'm like, I use yeah, dope all the time. Fresh, when did that yeah, start? Dope, yeah, is I that, picked it up from Cobb. Is that a but? Dope's been around for a long time. Did that? But I feel like that's a that's did that start from a different culture? Weed reference. Yeah, but okay, stoner culture. I mean, saying not stuff. I'm just saying, like, I think yeah. that one's been around as that long as I around. can remember, and I always took to it. I don't give Marilyn Manson the credit for it, but like, you right. know, um, he was certainly a big part of. You know, my upbringing. So, well, yeah. And also, you know, I mean, obviously, like one of the greatest, I mean, one of the greatest strengths of this country is that we have people from all over. And obviously, like, you know, I think it's no surprise, come will, will come as no surprise to anybody that like the African American contingent of this country is a huge, like, beating heart of culture in yep. this country. When you want to talk about music, you talk about TV, you want to talk about like, you know, slam poetry or whatever, <sighs> like, you know, I mean, you we have we have no black people, we have no Beyonce, no Jay Z, no like Wayne's I mean, you could Brothers. Go, go on for, I you, love that yeah, show. Yeah, like movies, Kevin Hart, whatever, like just you know just the rap hip hop like, in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah, without blues you can make the argument you wouldn't have rock and roll. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, dude, exactly. Or like, you know, the jazz people like smoking weed or whatever, like that was an early thing. It's like, yeah, dude, like so I guess I'm not surprised that <clears throat> In the same way that music and things like that, like that words also permeate out of that culture through other cultures trying to look cool by association, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. What's like, what's like the worst phrase you've used that you regretted it? Where you use it and you're like, ah, it sounded like an old man. I still cringe if I use hella. Hella? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Never liked it. I came up from LA and everybody was using it up here and I thought it sounded gross and I've never liked it since. And I, I especially push it when I'm on the East Coast. Occasionally it slips out and I'm like, what the f just happened? I think, honestly, I think my worst one and Rowan will attest to this. Like, I, for whatever reason, I mean, I can look at the bouncer right now. I know what exactly what he looks like at Hawk's Nest and he is English. Every time I show him my ID, I go, thank, cheers, mate. Every time, I start throwing around. <laughs> to mate. be fair, I'm throwing you around. Do it out when you're not just around English people too. I do, but I it's just do it to me. If they're English or I or like if they're European, I yeah. throw out mate very quickly. It's like easy. <laughs> yeah, I threw it out a lot in Australia too, and then because yeah. they use it so much. You yeah, know? it's like I never really said dude till I moved here, but everybody says dude so I much of the way. So oh, yeah. yeah, it always makes you sound like a dumb stoner. That's been a crutch anyway. since I was like six. <laughs> dude, I know, dude. <sighs> Hella crazy. Boys. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. All right, mate. Let's see some emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. We got, um, wow, we got slammed this week, actually. One, two, oh, three, goodness. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I'm not going to get to all of them, but I'll do my best. Oh, sorry. Hung up. Hang on. I forgot one more thing. <laughs> this just, we're talking about leadership and this and that. So we've had a couple all league practices for my pub league this week. I didn't realize, fathom what, he, what they were saying, but like, there's two sets of games every Sunday, but the first game is just going to be our first full full team practice, right? And then we'll play a game. So he's like, hey, like what positions? If you don't know what you're playing, you know, just let me know. Cobb, I thought you'd appreciate this. I said, I have, I have played keeper and indoor, but that is it. I don't mind playing keeper, but I would like to learn the field and play outside the two post or outside the post. 
I can't lie, though. Just plug me in wherever, and I'm ready to learn. Like that's what I'm man. saying. I'm going to earn that fucking armband. Dude, that's yes. what I'm saying. It's like, you know, get some defense cred under. Like, you know, defense is an easy place to shine because no one wants to do it. And it's all about. So everyone's thankful to have you on the team. See ball, clear ball. Like he was saying, it's about positioning. Yeah, pushing it out. Yeah. Just pushing it towards, using that sideline, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And then I feel like all, oftentimes, too, if you have good midfielders, you can make a run up the side and they'll drop back into the D. Like, you'll get there. Yeah. What, they always use the term savvy for defenders. It's like a, it's like a, I like that. That mm-hmm. positioning that Cobb was talking about last yeah. week is P- so key in positioning and too. being a good distributor. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like channeling it to your, you know, your guys. Ted's gonna kill it, man. I feel like I'm pumped. I'm excited. Can we go to one of the games? Let me get a couple under the belt that's first. What I was, yeah, then eventually. <laughs> sorry. I mean, who knows? There's some people that have been playing that haven't been in these open practices. I might get out there and be way over my head. <laughs> that's all right, dude. Even if a defender is way over his head, like if, yeah. Like, if you go up and try to be a hero as a forward and you're not good, I'll piss people off. Right. But we'll get there. You get there. Feel it out for the first two, three years. I played hockey. I just just put myself in the right position to stop a guy that got drafted by the Red Wings. Oh, nice. Just because I – and he's obviously way better than me, but it's like just positioning with D. So, yeah. Echoing what Cobb was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey positioning, actually, I feel like is a really good analog to see how really good defenders in soccer play. Yeah, hockey and crossover and soccer have a lot of crossover. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the the defenders in hockey like play in a very certain way, and that translates really well. But you really only see like top tiered defenders in in soccer, and so that's a great way to think about how you're playing it. Dude, I saw a great video the other day of like Ovechkin and a few of the European guys playing. I think they were playing airport muff, like in the like underneath the stadium. That's right. <laughs> yeah. F boys. Been a listener from the jump, but finally decided nice. to start writing into the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I was <laughs> drinking water. Gladly I get to chime in on a deep intellectual topic. I named my penis Maverick. And I refer to my wife's vagina as the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't find it as funny as I do. <laughs> but that's funny. That makes it better. <laughs> Made me laugh that Ted's name was Kenny Loggins. His dong sings my dong's theme song. Thank you for all the great content, guys. David. A.K.A. Trap Lord Dave, A.K.A. Father of the War Hornet, A.K.A. The Milkman. That's a great fucking email. That That's is, I like that. Right yeah. down to the nicknames at the end. That's an all-time email. <laughs> Can't believe my penis is singing the the theme song <laughs> to his penis. Heaven is a I don't know any of the words of that song. I wish I'd learned sooner that it's okay. Oh, we were talking about yeah, what people wish they had learned sooner. I wish I'd learned sooner sooner that it's okay to make mistakes. And that it's good to share your mistakes. I had a really tough time with this in my 20s, and I kept a lot of my mistakes secret because I was embarrassed. Harboring these just made me relive the mistakes over and over, and I couldn't grow and learn from them. We share our successes, but it's also good to share our mistakes. Helps us know we're not alone, and a lot of the time, we'll gain some useful knowledge. Even if all you're doing is sharing them in a private journal, you may find insights come to you later because of it. Michelle. All right. I like it. Yeah, I agree, Michelle. 100%. And, you know, I feel like that's easier for women to do than men. I don't know why, but <laughs> tougher for men to say that they're wrong. Uh, P.S. <laughs> I also like Matt's answer with gratitude. That one's life-changing. Yep. And she gave us a little heart. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, hey, greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. An object that I've named is my Roomba. She's Anastasia and a pain in my ass. She's always getting stuck and never finishing her job. A real dumb bitch. Larp on. <laughs> <laughs> this guy included photos. Uh, but let's the d- subject name. Inanimate object name. Oh. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Sorry. You're the d- pick king still. Don't worry. Thanks. Been listening to the great podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. Since episode one. Wow. Whoa. F- yeah, dude. Sorry. Dang. Oh, we got man. a lot in there That's today. 15. Nice work. We're at 15? Yeah. F- yeah. Ah, there we go. Beat that spread, baby. <laughs> so I'm talking about Ted Champions. Take the over. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, 3M Swancock because three mushrooms and what appears to be a swan slash peacock. Had this for about 17 years, except for my iPhone. This is a photo of a bong. Here you go, boys. See the three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that he's included the photo. That's dope. Uh, okay. I'll include two photos. Um, okay. Hello, gentlemen. Cheers to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. My first time emailing in, but I've been listening since almost the beginning. Nice. 
You brought up the burger place over in Kingston last week. I've been there, and it's truly delicious. I recommend taking the ferry over and indulging. While you wait for the ferry on the Edmonds side, I'd also recommend grabbing a drink at Rory's or Dimitri's. Two kick-ass local spots with all the beers. The whole trip makes for a great date, actually. Thanks again for spreading the good word every week. Your collective wealth of knowledge is overwhelming. From your faithful Ballard listener, Chris. Chris, what up? Nice. I live in Ballard, too. Dude, I love when people email us who have been listening for 250 episodes and finally decided like, it was time to like come out of the ether that's what I'm saying. and make we got contact. Like three of those today, it felt like. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Dude, so that, cool. That's what I was saying to a couple of the guys who stopped by the shop, too, is I was like, look, we don't keep, just for everybody, we don't keep, there's no email database you're going into. We're yeah. not marketing to you. It literally just goes to my cell phone and I read it. Like, that's it. So if you ever want to send us an email, please do because it makes it more fun for us. Um, okay, let's see. <laughs> We're going to be busy next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Um, greetings to the best podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. When it comes to issues like universal child care, taxation, and wealth distribution, God, what the hell did we talk about? Uh, we go so high-low. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got my in- favorite food is pizza, and I believe everyone deserves a basic wage. Yeah, somehow by the end of it, we got into the, uh, the everybody gets a, what's it, the... the I, I universal can't, basic Matt, income? Universal Andrew basic Yang? income. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what was this? Okay, when it comes to issues like universal child care, taxation, and wealth distribution, it's all difficult to untangle. With how little the middle class shares in our booming economy, it's hard for us to entertain the idea of more taxation. With so many living paycheck to paycheck scraping by, those few percents take on an inflated importance. <clears throat> Agreed. With projections suggesting we will have spent nearly a billion dollars a day since 2001 in our wars and veterans' costs, I can't help but feel like our imagination is stifled. Not to stir the pot too much, it's just a topic I'm always keen to talk about. I'm always amazed at this podcast's ability to switch from goal celebrations to wealth distribution. Keep up the good work, boys. Best regards. Noble. A.K.A. the Tacoma Coma. A.K.A. the Micro Guy. A.K.A. the Shrimp Pimp. <laughs> shrimp Pimp. Shrimp and Pimpin'. Dude, maybe that's what we should do. Take his email, and I score. I finally score a goal, and I throw out singles. <laughs> <laughs> goal distribution meets wealth distribution. <laughs> I love it. So I give it to the people. Hello to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Can you imagine running around with just like 20 singles, like open high score? It'd be better. Honestly, The I mean, if I'm like filming a, a movie, the shot that I show is you in the locker room sitting down, pulling out the sweaty singles to sit them on the bench. Like, not, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> not this week. The montage I, of him in different locker rooms after different yeah, games. Yeah, It's like year two, same $20. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like grass stained and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Session three, still have $20 on me. <laughs> Hello to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Just wanted to chime in about something I've noticed coming up recently on the cast. Ted has mentioned a few times he has a counselor, goes to counseling. I've been going uh, for a bit, and knowing Ted goes gives me comfort that it's true that anyone can have some problems in their life. But their problems don't have to define them. Just wanted to say that. You're an inspiration, uh, Ted, to me, and I'm sure others in many ways. Keep scoring those goals, and for your celebration dance, I vote you take the ball and poop it out. Kind of like Doug Doug Baldwin did with that football. Lark that's Bob. not bad. That's a good one. I'll Matt. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, and that's one of those things, too. You know, he's right, man. Like, uh, Joe got me into this, uh, the one book. I forget the name of it. But, you know, like, sometimes you'll be complaining about something that's af- affecting you, and then somebody will be like, yeah, but, I mean, like, overall, life's pretty great. And it's like, it is. And compared, like, how should I put this? Like, if Cobb has just had a death in his family, like, the issue I'm dealing with obviously is not as big as his. But on the same token, it's as real to me as the death in the family is to him. And people, you can't translate that either. You know, sometimes I think we struggle when we see movie stars or athletes that struggle with mental health as well. It's like, well, he might be on top of the world, but he's still, you know, people it, still got problems. It's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative to your situation. It's not <clears throat> an absolute measure of, of, yeah, of happiness or whatever else is going on, like the size of the... The issue is relative to what you've experienced in the past. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I don't shy away from talking about that. Yeah, I've been, I've been I think I've been in counseling for ten years. I mean, I was oh, a wow. child, and then probably like ten years straight. You want to hear something funny? I'm freaking out now, though. It's my guy's retiring. Oh hell no! Oh really? Yeah. Got to find a new counselor. Dude, Does he have like a protege? He doesn't because I have this habit of picking. Old, for some reason, my first counselor out here was an older woman, and then so all her friends were kind of older. So he's like. 
He's like, I'd recommend somebody to you, but he goes, all my colleagues are kind of retired. Oh, no. It's I mean, tough. don't worry. I'll find another one. But, you know, it's like anything. It's like yeah, but you don't want some, like, young, like, 28-year-old guy just out of school. You know what I mean? Like, you want someone with some wisdom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I I went to counseling a long time ago and had a great one. I have, I mean, yeah, I think it's everything that I've learned still helps me day to day. Yeah, for, I always down. say this. For nothing else, at least a few times a month, I can go to a room, say whatever I want, and it doesn't leave. Sometimes, yep. like, for me, I think the best part is I just want to go in there and voice the stuff, you know? Yeah. Which also I do here, too, so I think everybody still this, listens. This podcast is like that for me, and I'm like, wait a minute, everyone hears everything. Damn it. Yeah. Sometimes I forget about that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, even for the three of us, like, we're not going to lie to you people. Like, there are certain things that we will talk about off the air that we wouldn't bring up on here. Yeah, yeah. we have great, I mean, yeah, we have great conversations off mic that mean the world to me, too, that, yeah, it's good stuff to talk to people about. Yeah, well, for what it's worth, that's actually been, like, the... The, the saddest part of the cast for me is I feel like Ted always drops his best lines either right before we turn the <laughs> microphones on or right after. And for years, I've tried to talk Matt into turning the mics on early, but he won't do it, which I think is the proper friend move. Yeah. But yeah. Some I dropped too many Sometimes names. I've tried that and yeah. Ted's like, are the mics on? And I'm like, sorry. So it's like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll wait till the, the vibe shifted a little bit. <laughs> till we're vibing. Till we're vibing. We're vibing. Uh... So the other day I got home from work and noticed my roommate wasn't home. So I was like, Fuck yeah, I can watch porn out on loud. Nice. He didn't say this, but on the main couch. Uh, not an hour later, my roommate comes home and says, oh, it's, oh, oh, Jesus, dude, I forgot. Oh, God, I forgot. I read this one when I was laying in my bed a couple weeks ago. <laughs> this might be, oh, dude, God, yes. Fuck yeah, dude, I totally forgot about this. Oh, what a little gem in the email box. All right, boys, prepare yourselves. So the other day I got home from work and I noticed my roommate wasn't home. So I was like, yeah, I can watch porn on loud. Not an hour later, my roommate comes home and says, oh, is Katie here? Then his girlfriend comes out of his room. I've never felt so embarrassed in my life. (laughs) The look she gave me told me, yep, I heard all of it. Long story short, I need a woman in my life. Keep up with the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Moose. (laughs) He's just out there listening to it on blast. (laughs) Oh, you know it was something aggressive too, Moose. There's a man in his home. Is Katie here? Oh, Sorry, no offense to your roommate. I don't know why, but her being named Katie is just perfect. <laughs> I know she just sounds like, you know, like, um, not like, not Christian, but like, unlike, she sounds wholesome, you know? Oh, God. God. And then here's the, all right. Oh, and then you just have to God. sit there like, wait, what are you going to be like, oh, I got to go to the store. All right, I got to ask, too, like, <laughs> how long did this porn go on? Did, did Katie was scared to come out of the room. If it's a celebratory, I got the place to my house, I'm turning the sound on. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm taking my sweet-ass time. He was beating that thing like it owed him money. I promise you. And there's times where you don't even need to touch. You're just watching at that point. Like, there's no rush. Yeah, you got to finish. Sometimes yourself. you just got to finish the scene. Yeah, and so you're like, I'm, oh, I'm seeing God. this through to the end. I can't just keep going to town right now. I'll just wait. Stereo sound. Oh, sub, I wish subwoofer on. Just boom. It's like boom. The, it's like the movie boom. theater. Boom. boom. Slap it the best serpent. sound there is. Yeah, Dolby Digital. T H X. God. I you know, forget even just the sounds of sex. I'm just envisioning like it's just one of those aggressive ones and the guy's just saying some 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 mean things to the girl. Well, and he just I mean, he's just sitting there, like right, so use like a towel or something, and then he's just Sitting there, like the roommate comes home and she just has to slink out. Like it's oh. awkward for her too. It's just like, oh, like diet. What? Like, I, uh. plus, did you wash your hands right away? Did you just sit there for a minute? Like, Katie knows. That's, oh. I would, at that point, you got to just come clean, straight up. And just be like, look, here's where we're at. Like to the roommate. Because well, like, the look. roommate knows. Katie told him. She's going to, well, he doesn't know at that point, but he's going to know the you think 10 she, minutes. Of, yeah, she may not have texted him. God. I don't care who That'd I've be been so dating. Funny. Like, if their roommate came home and was listening to porn loud, like, when I see her that night, I'm like, hey, by the way, your roommate Sarah uh, really likes her blah, blah, blah porn. How do you know that? Like, well. Oh, God, man. God. I'm, I am embarrassed. I'm, like, cringing on behalf. That was well worth your reaction when it's you Katie. stopped mid-email. E- mid oh, dude, I forgot about it. Yeah, the title is Porn and Getting Caught. 
And I, oh, dude, so good. We're going to end it on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not getting better than that. Let's, let's check in, man. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Well, right now I don't want to follow that. <laughs> good God. Um, yeah, I had a fun weekend though. Uh, <laughs> uh Friday night, Woodshed released their new album, Between the Dreams, which is streaming on all the things now. So check it out. It was a Really fun show. They played the whole album. They played new st- or other songs afterwards. Uh, Where was it at? Up at Tony V's. Oh, nice. Yeah, fun venue. I like that place. And uh, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, saw just a bunch of people. My girlfriend was out of town, so I was riding solo. And uh, yeah, so I had a good time out there. And then just I was house sitting for my parents, so Justin was at the show. We went back over there and hung out. Okay. Um, and then. The next day, my mom came home, so we hung out that night, and um, then the next morning we went to brunch and like had like an hour and a half intense debate about the war on drugs, which was fun. Like, I mean, it was, in the moment, it was like riled up, you know, and it was a whole thing, and we have a history about my drug usage too, so kind of biased about the same experiences, which is kind of interesting, but... You know, it was cool, and, like, afterwards I just texted her, like, hey, I love that we can talk openly and, like, you know, be real with each other. Like, that's something that I really take for granted, or don't take for granted. I just want you to know that. So, uh, yeah, that was that was really cool. That was a fun... French toast, pancake, waffles. What'd you get? Let's, love it. I went with... Well, we went to Pomegranate in Redmond, which I don't even want to... Don't backpedal. I don't want to yeah, say... Come on! We... we have you, they have these like fried dough balls that come out with this like cream that you get to dip them in, which was. Do they hands have a waffle the pattern highlight. on them? No. So, I mean, I don't, don't want to be this guy, but it sounds like you're eating a donut, my man. <laughs> no, it was. It's, <laughs> Give I, me a pancake. I don't know what they're made of. They like melt uh, closer to a donut than a pancake, for sure. And closer to a pancake than a waffle? Like a. <laughs> was this the main course? Like a, no, no. Right. It, it is like the appetizer, and it comes out, and it's so good. And um, yeah, but it's like maybe a, a enlarged donut hole would be like the closest way to describe it, except really, really doughy, like falling apart. Yeah, like um, a thick pancake. God damn it, Cobb. <laughs> I just want everyone to know, Cobb looked at me like he was, like, getting what I was saying. I'm like, I'm with you, dude. I got you. Gave me a little nod, and then he's like, yeah, like a pancake. I feel you, bro. Uh, yeah, oh, so. dude, that sounds like a, what do they call them in the South? Hot, hot puffs? Yeah. What's yeah. that? I'm looking at the menu. Oh, okay. God damn it. <laughs> it says there's Savannah hot puffs. Uh, is there a photo on there? No. Um, but their fried chicken and waffles really good. I didn't get that this time because I got one of the Benedicts, which was also awesome. All right, so you want Benedict. Yeah. Um, the one with the Canadian bacon, which is really thick ham. Classic. Yeah, it was great. It's funny. I talk about we've been having this waffle pancake argument, but I still go eggs Benedict almost every time. If yeah, I have brunch. you been to, what is it, the one right by you? Glows? Glows? Yeah. Back in the day, I used to go there a lot. Yeah. They're good. That was the place. Solid. I went to them two weeks ago before I went to that uh, training workshop because I was up early and the guy asked me how my food was when I didn't have food in my mouth, which huh. was a like landmark. Yeah, generally you try. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the weekend. All right. Nice. Well, I guess it's about that time to check boop, in. Doo, ba, doo, boop, boop. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Honestly. <clears throat> I had a cop topic prepared, but sometimes you need to live life on the fly. That email <laughs> brought me back to what's really important, which is hearing how people have, have messed up their lives. So, Correction. Uh, I had sex with Katie, too. It's <laughs> from Chappelle's show. Um, so uh, cop topic this week, Just I'm look, we are already talking about people are going to come out of the woodwork. What is your cringiest moment? Like, what's the moment you could take oh, back man. if you could? Why like, that you still you still this? think about. I've told mine on the cast. I can give a short version of it again if you guys want some time to think. Mine was in seventh grade, and I was 
like we had just gotten to junior high and I had this teacher who was the captain of the track team. His name was Mr. Bates. We were close friends because my brother had come through before. and He was a good teacher to him. He teaches social studies, which for people who aren't from the Northwest, history. We're walking through the book and people are reading out loud. It's my turn to read. I scan ahead a little bit. So I make sure I'm not going to mispronounce anything. And I see a word on there that I knew that I was not supposed to say out loud. We were doing African history. We're talking about Africa. And there's a river in Africa. And the paragraph was coming up. The river is called the Niger River. Okay. I didn't want to make it a big thing. Pausing before that word and just not saying anything because our teacher is black. And... I don't know, maybe one or two other students in the class, but there's not a ton of black people in Seattle at that time. Actually, we have a lot more now, which is cool. But so so I read through, and I just I dropped an N-bomb as a seventh grader, and I thought that it went over cool. I read through the whole paragraph, and at the end, my teacher was just like, uh, that, uh, that's Niger there, Mr. Cobb, and I will never, I will never forget the silence that like just washed through my classroom. Like I still, honestly, once a year at least, I think about it. Yeah, it's- I had a couple of those. <laughs> I'm, I, there's a couple school ones that were bad. I'm trying to think. Oh, man, I feel like I've had so many cringeworthy moments. Yeah, you talked about that one where your mom looked in the basement window. That was oh, tough. Oh god, I didn't want to relive that <laughs> one. That was tough. Yeah, that is brutal. Yeah, I mean I and I wasted no time. I right again, my mom worked. She shouldn't have been there. And she looks in the window so and it's my, her fault. Yeah. And then I had to run upstairs and go, God, that is that is so brutal. It's her fault. I had to run upstairs like I was itching. And she goes, I, I don't care. Like we're not and we've never talked about it to this day. Uh, that one was pretty bad. I will say I dated a girl and we were at her. We were at her sister and the sister's husband's house, and they pulled out the yearbook, and it opened. They were like, "Yeah, you want to see what you looked like in high school?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they opened the yearbook, and I just went, "Oh, I'm banging the hot chick!" And like it, the sister and the you said hus- those words, "I'm banging the hot chick." No, all right, fine. I said, "You know what? Oh, this is nice. I get to f- the hot chick." And I was like, oh. <laughs> "And it was like I thought it was kind of funny, and I was excited." Right. They were not. I see how in your mind that could seem like a funny complimentary line. Yeah, but God, that's a that's like raw dog and broccoli, man. That's yeah. an aggressive line, especially in a family setting. It it was, and it was awkward with them always. I feel like it's always unspoken that you're having sex. They're like, oh, you two are together, or you two are talking. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like euphemisms. Yeah, you're right. And I, I mean, I just was like, oh man, like I love that was hot. <laughs> but yeah that was that was definitely i don't you know that's one of those things because you've asked this question it's like a meme at some point tonight or in the next week i'll be laying in bed and something horrifying i'll come back and i'll be like oh my god i can't believe i said that to that person i had one pop into my head this weekend that i can't remember that i know as soon as the mics come off is going to come rushing back all right have you ever heard my one about door-to-door sales no so i'm selling coupon books and we go in and it's this lady, and the guy is How like old are you? nineteen. Okay. So the guy is like, I don't like. You could tell he's like in a wheelchair. Off, like he's like in a wheelchair has a blanket over him. So they're actually buying something. And I go, oh, that's very nice. Are you and your husband? Like it's for you and your for you and your father. She goes, that's my husband. And I was like, oh, like I am so so sorry. And she's and because the guy couldn't like he was like. You know what I mean? He was in a bad way in this wheelchair. Yeah. And she's like, it's okay. He's much older. He's in a wheelchair. It's happened before. But I mean, it just, it was uncomfortable. And the guy can't, I don't know what was wrong with him. He couldn't speak. But I could, I, like, to this day, I can see me talking to her and feel him just staring at me. Yeah. He just, oh, man. And uh, I was really, really high on something one time. And I was talking to some people and I couldn't track the conversation all the way. But they were a couple. And the, girl was a little bit heavier, but they were talking about how they wanted kids, and I somehow pieced that she was pregnant out of that. Oh, God, dude. Oh, that did not go good. And that was one that was What'd like... What did you say? I just was like, oh, how far along are you? Because they were ta- they're like, no, we're talking about we want one. And I was like, oh, oh. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, 
Yeah, that was a, that was a rough. <laughs> I'm still so cautious of that and like not assuming someone's married or whatever. I, like I, I will not acknowledge a baby unless they like are super explicit. But also always lead with miss. Like if you're in like a service setting when I was, about, I hit a lady I like, with miss, a ma'am miss. the other day because she dropped something when she was walking by, and I just tried to grab her attention, and I didn't think, and she was not in ma'am yeah. territory, and I wanted to be like, I didn't mean it. But then that would have just made it more weird. Yeah, they are not pumped about ma'am. I get Mister all the time or Sir, and I'm just like, I got Grace. I get it. Yeah, yeah I get a lot of sirs these days. I'm it's like, weird when right. you get it from someone who's your age, because like I'll see him, I'm like, that guy's 31, 32. I'm 31, 32. You know? Yeah. But he's like, oh, uh, here you go, sir. And I'm just like, yeah, but I look 45. Yeah, and I mean, like, I hang out with Joe a ton, right? Who's older than me. But I spend a, a lot of time with like you and Rowan and like Matt, right? So you guys are all younger than me. So I don't look at people at 30 and think, oh, they're much younger. But I definitely get some sirs on Capitol Hill. Do you, oh, okay. So around the younger crowd. Do you think yeah. if you, is that you riding solo? You with people like us? or? Oh, no, riding solo. Okay. I was curious if like the people you're with affect. You know, if you're more likely to get a sir with Joe who's older than if you and I were hanging out. Because you're gonna yeah, look older than right, me. Right, right, right. But yeah, it's not it's more just when I'm solo. Okay. Like if it's me and Joe, I expect it. But yeah, when it's just me sometimes, it'd be like somebody your guy's age, like, all right, here you go, sir. Like, all right. Thank Ooh. you. And he's right. Yeah, it always brings me down to the bit. like, thank you. Yeah, I wanna I realized I got carded the other day and I was like, um I would it I still get carded sometimes, which I don't it's just buying tobacco or non alcoholic beer at the store. Um, but it's usually by someone older than me. I'd like to get carded by someone younger than me. At least once again. The one thing I don't want to deal with, I don't want to get pulled over by a cop who's younger than me. Oh, that just too late. weird. Well, yeah, I mean, look, trust me, I it's bound to happen. You know what one maybe you guys haven't had yet that I've had is when you're on a date and they only card your date. Oh, that happens to me literally every day. Oh, yeah. Literally every day. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. All right. I, I like 45. I just honestly assume some of the time that they assume that I am paying for that girl. Or that, right, you're just that rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that she's an escort. Because you so look like, old fine. enough to have made that kind yeah, of I money. Look, no, not because money, but just like I look old enough to not be getting that girl. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Because I've looked old for a long time. I mean, even since I was 18, I had gray, so. Really? Yeah. Didn't stop Katy Perry from looking at you. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what you want me to say to that. Nothing. I just was looking through my text with another friend of ours, and I was like, I forgot he sent me those texts of Katy Perry. And he's like, yeah, that's why he wasn't team. He's like, he doesn't want to admit that Katy Perry was giving him the eyes. Anna Kendrick is more attractive. Oh. Case closed. All right, so there you go, folks. Don't be defensive. <laughs> <laughs> the Nile's not just a river in Africa, Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of your best jobs ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there you go. There's episode 253. Uh, I don't think we have anything huge coming up. (laughs) I got to start playing some soccer. When I start playing some soccer, I know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll tell people we can come out and get a beer afterwards or something. Because I I guarantee you, your boy playing two half-field soccer games, getting beers afterwards. (laughs) The crowd goes wild. Uh, So there you go. There's episode 253 from ZTP for Cobb and Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.